I'm Daniel Levine, and this is Rarecast. Having a rare disease with visible manifestations can cause people to stare or give second looks. Peter Dankelson, a 16-year-old with Golden Heart Syndrome, knows what that's like. Dankelson talks to students around the country about his experience of living with a craniofacial condition and uses it to remind students that we're all different. His message is simple. He encourages students to treat each other with kindness. We spoke to Dankelson about his work as a teen rare disease advocate, the message he carries to students, and what he'll be doing October 10th for Choose Kind Day. Peter, thanks for joining us. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Congratulations on being named the Global Genes Rare Champions of Hope for Teen Advocacy for 2016. We're going to talk about your work as a teen advocate, the Choose Kind campaign, and your work to educate students across the country about craniofacial conditions. Let's start with you, though. You, you were born with Golden Heart Syndrome. What is Golden Heart Syndrome, and, and what were the manifestations of the condition for you? So basically what Golden Heart Syndrome is is that it is, is, that it is a series of birth defects that involves the asymmetry of the body. It affects the head, neck, and spine, and it usually causes severe problems with the jaw uh, being malformed, which makes it difficult to breathe, chew, and swallow. Golden heart is, is part of a broader set of rare disorders known as cranial facial syndromes. How rare or common are these, and how widely do they differ from one to the next? So golden heart, it's about 1 in 10,000 live births. Uh, but the statistics, they aren't too accurate. Uh, in the U.S., about 7,000 babies are born with either a cleft lip or a cleft palate every year. That's the most common birth defect. Other craniofacial syndromes, such as uh, Treacher Collin, Apert, Cypher, and Cruzan, are more rare. I made friends with people affected by all these syndromes by going to the CCA Kids retreats every year. About 100 of us take over a hotel. We are definitely, we're definitely not rare for that weekend. The book Wonder had a, a big impact on you. For for listeners who may not be familiar with the book, can you talk a little bit about Wonder and how it inspired you? So basically what Wonder is, is that it's about a 10-year-old boy with a craniofacial difference, and he's never gone to school before. He's always been homeschooled because of all the surgeries he's had. Well, he's starting fifth grade for the first time, and the book basically describes what his challenges are throughout the year. And um, to me, Aki is really someone to look up to. There, there aren't really a whole lot of books out in the world about people with facial differences. And so, and other really cool things are that I was the same age as Aki when the book came out a few years ago. And uh, we do have quite a few things in common. We love dogs and Star Wars. Uh, we both had a lot of surgeries. We've gotten stared at a lot. Use humor to talk about differences, and our birthdays are actually pretty close. 
Well, what is the Choose Kind initiative, and how did that come about? So what happened was the teacher started talking about a precept in the book that says, when given the choice between being right or being kind, choose kind. So my mom started to use the hashtag choose kind to get CCA involved with it. And it's basically snowballed into what it is today. Teachers saw the hashtag and then uh, basically what happened was that my mom posted a blog uh, comparing me between me and Andy. And students from across the U.S. saw the blog and compared uh, similarities between me and Augie. And we just kind of started to talk more and more to the students, and it just kind of snowballed into well, today. I should note that October 10th is now Choose Kind Day, the birthday of the character Augie in the book Wonder. What happens on Choose Kind Day, and, and what will you be doing? So what Choose Kind Day is, is that, yeah, it's um, on the same day as August 1st day, which is 10 times. So for Choose Kind Day, we started to kind of promote the book a lot more. Uh, we tried to get local communities to um, try and kind of inspire the book more, like trying to do like a little bit of a community-wide read with the book. And... Um, and are there particular things you do on social media on Choose Kind Day, or, or are there yeah, actual events? We post kind of, uh, today is uh, August birthday, and what we really appreciate is that if you donate at least $10 to CCA Kids, it really helps us a lot. Uh, it helps us pay for basically scholarships to help us get more kids and more families with craniofacial differences to attend their retreat. And just have a great time. And, and have, have others picked up on Choose Kind Day? Yeah, definitely. It gets bigger and bigger each year with more of the more of the work we do, and not only us, but other people too. So, what? When did it begin? What was the first Choose Kind Day? Um, I don't really remember when it first started, but it really, for me, it really started last year. We made a YouTube video. And what we made a YouTube video, and we kind of explained, like, uh, yeah, today's Augie's birthday. Uh, celebrate Choose Kind Day with us. Visit the website. Visit our website on CCA Kids. What One of the things you do is go around the country speaking to students at schools and then hold discussions that grow out of a reading of Wonder. What types of topics do you cover in those discussions? So, what, so the topics we cover are that we educate kids about craniofacial syndrome so that they can understand more about them. We believe that people fear what they don't understand. So we talk about how kindness is a choice that they can make at any time and they can do it at, they can do it anywhere. I mean, usually at the end of the presentation, we usually wrap it up with, can you guys please repeat after me? Kindness is free. Kindness is cool, and kindness is contagious. We also make them think about how they want to be remembered by their, by their classmates and remind them how they choose to act is how they will be remembered. One of the things you talk about is how we're all different from each other, even if some of our differences are more visible than others. You, you also note that we all have a lot in common. When you speak to students, what do you say about this? By the time I'm, uh, some students, they're kind of nervous when they first meet me. 
Um, I could tell they're looking, but trying not to look. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell they're looking, but they're trying not to look when they come in the room. But by the time I've finished with my presentation, they're all asking questions, and they're all wanting to take pictures with me and get my autograph. It's pretty fun. Uh, but so after they get, so basically during the presentation, after they get over how I look and listen to me, they're a lot more comfortable. And then they start asking questions on how we're more similar than different. Well, what kind of questions do they most commonly ask? Um, like, what's your favorite video game? What's your favorite color? Uh, what's your favorite food? Where's your favorite place to go on vacation? So nothing to do about the condition or living with it, but but about you as a person. Right, yeah. You're now in high school. For, for many people, that can be a, a difficult time when young people are very self-conscious and, and aware of their differences. I, I get the sense that you're quite comfortable with yourself. W was that always the case? What did you tell other people who, who may not be comfortable with themselves? So I guess... I really kind of started to notice I was kind of different in kindergarten. I think it kind of started when I basically asked for my fifth birthday. What I really wanted was a big year. So we found out about someone in, I don't remember where, but we found out about someone who could make a prosthetic year. And we went and visited him and spent a few days there. And um, I got the prosthetic and I've, had new ones made over the years, and it's just been phenomenal. But I, but a big part of my support is my family and the people that I've met through CCA Kids. I'm, I'm not alone. But I do prefer to blend in if I can. It's just not an option with this age of difference. Last year, we knew the high school in my freshman year. I just really wanted to blend in. I was pretty nervous about some of the reactions that I would get um, from kids, but, but pretty much by the end of last year, I was comfortable with everyone, and I just really felt, I just felt really good. I knew that they were a really great group of kids. What's the reaction you get from students when you give a talk? Uh, do they come up to you afterwards, or do they ever write you afterwards and, and talk about how you changed their perspective? Um, usually sometimes before the presentation, they're a little shy, but afterwards they're really excited. And usually maybe a few days after, uh, yeah, usually a few days after we visit, uh, we get, uh, some cards from the school that we've talked to and it's basically thank you cards and they're really sweet. I love looking through them. Do any of them say anything that surprises you and in, in how you've changed their outlook? Yeah, like they kind of explain a little bit like how they really enjoyed the presentation. And uh, they usually say something like, oh, my gosh, um, um, I love Star Wars, too. Like uh, my favorite character is you know, Chewbacca or something. Um, so, yeah, they just really like they just really enjoy the similarities. And they basically they basically talk about some of the things that they really connected to with me. Through the cards is what I've noticed a nice chunk of the time. And in doing this, have you met others with craniofacial conditions? Um, we haven't really seen 
uh, at my presentation at least, um, anyone with a facial difference. But we have another thing that I've done is that I've done a stage reading performance of Wonder. I've portrayed Aki in a stage reading performance. So we did that at the retreat one year, uh, two or three years ago. And it just really hit home with a lot of the kids. They'd all read the book, of course, if we promoted it within the organization. And it just really hit home with them. And not only the craniofacial facial kids, but the siblings and the parents. And they just had a fantastic time. Uh, you mentioned your prosthetic ear a moment ago. For listeners who may not realize, you were born without a left ear. I, I understand you're a bit of a prankster sometimes, and you sometimes remove the ear with in front of audiences who have no idea that it's not real. What What's the reaction like? Um, it's it's actually pretty priceless. Um, I mean, it's not everyday you see someone take a body part and off the side of your head. <laughs> So, I mean, I will never forget this. I was looking out at everyone, and I, when I took it off, you could just see, like, the entire audience, just a sea of shocked faces. And then they just kind of, you know, pretended to hide it, like they were cool with it. Like, oh, haha, yeah, we kind of knew that was going to happen. But really, they had no idea. Another, another time uh, was that, I mean, it's happened at school before. There's... It can't stay on forever. It's happened. It's fallen off at school a couple times. Uh, one time um, after gym class, when I walked out, you know, I was all hot and sweaty and gross. I pulled it off, and I just some of the class, uh, some of the classmates who were coming in after us when I walked out, they just kind of it was like almost like a domino effect. They were all kind of looking at me as I walked out. And I just kind of smiled and waved and. In many ways, the Choose Con campaign is is an anti-bullying campaign, but with a more affirmative message. Do you think that makes kids more responsive to what you're saying? I think kids like the message better because it's not another adult telling them not to do something. It's kind of a choice that they can do on their own. Everyone has the power to choose kind. I like to tell them that it's kind of like their superpower. I mean, you can make someone's day with just a simple smile. October 10th is Choose Kind Day. What can people do to, to get involved? Uh, you can follow you can follow CCA Kids on social media. They'll definitely be posting quite a lot about it for sure. We have suggestions at eatsdiary.com. We also use the hashtag ChooseKind on social media to post about a random act of kindness we do. Also, you can donate $10 at ccakids.org in honor of She's Kind Day. Peter Denkelson, 2016 Champion of Hope and Teen Advocacy. Peter, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. For more information about rare disease and to connect to the rare disease community, go to globalgenes.org. To keep up on the latest news and trends affecting the rare disease community, be sure to visit raredaily.org. You can subscribe to the Rarecast RSS feed through raredaily.org or through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast manager. The Rarecast is produced for Global Genes by the Levine Media Group. You can also find our podcast, The Bio Report, on these popular podcast sites. Our theme music is composed by Jonah Levine and performed by the Jonah Levine Collective. We'd love to hear from you. 
drop us a note at danny at levinemediagroup.com. 